Hey, I hope you're having a great day today. Welcome to Daily Dose. Hope you join us today as we dive into scripture and we take a look at what God's word has to say for us today. Hey, how are you doing today? It is July 27th and welcome to Daily Dose. We're finally back at our regular microphone and there's no more echoes, there's no more background sounds and so it sounds pretty nice. It's good to be uh, back in my chair uh, being able to record. Today we're going to continue in our study uh, of the Old Testament. We're almost done. We are almost done. In fact, by the end of this week, we will be in the New Testament uh, in what an incredible uh, transition that we're going to see. Today, what we're going to talk about is God's judgments and God's uh, what happens, I should say, when false shepherds occur on the scene Uh, in Zechariah and in chapter 10. Uh, the flock was in trouble because it had no shepherd. Uh, they, they had no shepherd to care for it. It became lost. And so, uh, God was, God was the promise that he would return. He would rescue his people. He would strengthen them and he would establish them in a time of peace. But as we continue in, in Zechariah 11, what we see here is nothing but punishment. Well, nothing but this, uh, this, this idea that, um, they were destined, the flock was destined for this slaughter, uh, so to say. And so they were falling under these false shepherds, these false people who were trying to lead them, uh, wrongly in this time. And the first three verses of, uh, of Zechariah, uh, chapter 11, the, the, we see that these people were not true to God. They were not true to God's word. So if you have your Bibles, open with me to Zechariah chapter 11 and read with me in verse four. Thus says the Lord, my God, become shepherd of the flock doomed to slaughter. Those who buy them, slaughter them and go unpunished. And those who sell them say, blessed be the Lord. I have become rich and their own shepherds have no pity on them. For I will no longer have pity on the inhabitants of this land, declares the Lord. Behold, I will cause each of them to fall into the hands of his neighbor and each into the hand of his king. And they shall crush the land and I will deliver none from their hand. So I become the shepherd of the flock, doomed to be slaughtered by the sheep traders. And I took two staffs, one I named Favor, the other I named Union, and I tended the sheep. In one month I destroyed the three shepherds, but I became impatient with them, and they also detested me. So I said, I will not be your shepherd. What is to die? Let it die. What is to be destroyed? Let be destroyed. And left to those who are left, devour the flesh of one another. And I took my staff of favor, and I broke it, annulling the covenant that I had made with these people. So it was annulled on that day. The sheep traders who were watching me knew that it was the word of the Lord. These are strong words here. These are strong uh, images that we see here as we read this passage of Scripture. Uh, We see... As uh, Zechariah is talking, this annulment of a uh, of a covenant of an agreement between this shepherd and and, and his people. Um, when you consider the consequences that God allowed to come to Israel 
for their continual disobedience, for their continuing, continual following into false idols and falsehoods uh, of people, uh, we have to, the question naturally comes up in any conversation, any apologetics conversation, the question usually comes up, how can God allow so much evil to happen in the world? Uh, how can God allow so much uh, heartbreak and, and pain and sadness and evil to exist in the world? Well, uh, the problem is that we live in a fallen world. And, uh, and, and there's a pass, there, there's a, uh, an excerpt from, uh, these high green hills. And I want to read it to you. It says, there's something I've been wanting to ask you, father said nurse Kennedy walking along him to the hall. And he said, shoot, why is God so often to break our hearts? Well, sometimes he does it to increase our faith. That way he stretches us. But there's another reason I think why our hearts get broken. And she looked at him and he said, usually. Uh, he said, what breaks is what's brittle. What breaks is what's brittle. What breaks is the piece that's not strong, the piece that's not ready for uh, what life has for us. And we all have these areas of brittleness in our lives. God's trials are not the way of God's unjust or the way of pure malice or pure evil. God allows us to endure trials so that we might grow. So that these pieces of us that are brittle, these pieces of us that, that are in our lives that we struggle with can be strengthened. And, and one of the, one of the best ways that I can think of it is if you're training for a marathon, if you just get off the couch one day and decide that you're going to run a 5k, chances are you're not going to make it uh, very far because there's a lot of training that goes into a 5k. But if you take the time and you train your body, it will hurt. The first few times you run, it's going to hurt because you're using muscles that you've never used before. And the same way with our faith, the same way with our lives. Sometimes growing hurts and it's not the pain that is in the growing that teaches us the lesson. It's the experience that the growing teaches us that we can begin to look at ways a new life. So that we don't fall into false shepherds. So that we, we don't fall into abandoning God at the first sign of troubles. It strengthens us so that we might stand uh, on our own legs with God's help. With God's training. With God's wisdom. Think about that today. Are there areas in your life that are brittle? Are there areas in your life that God is working on right now? Can I encourage you that it's a process. And sometimes it's a painful process. But through that you will always come out better on the other side. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow.